Welcome to Conversation with H. We have one of the best tenors in the UK. One amazing voice. He not only has his single called Conqueror, go check that out now on Spotify Music and, and Apple Music and wherever you stream, wherever you buy your music, he's also got presence. I call it presence experience, but presence which we should talk about later. He's also one of the best backing vocalists that you'll hear on all these amazing UK talent shows, all these amazing UK artists. When you're hearing that tenor, <laughs> That's this guy. <laughs> That's this guy. What's that supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because everybody's impression of me sounds like that. You don't feel like, you don't feel like you lost the dick for me. We have the amazing, oh, he was on All Together Now. He finished second, he should have been first. And also he was on Sunday Miss US of A. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I'm here with the amazing, the incredible, the Songwriter, James Thompson. You see how I did that there? Let's see if I was to do the songwriter in. <laughs> I got one song. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm good. I'm good. How are oh, you? I'm, I'm okay. Wonderful. I'm okay. Got to keep the energy up. Keep it up. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I know you tired. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know who James Thompson is, how would you describe yourself? Uh, loud. <laughs> Do you know what? I try my absolute best to enjoy life and uh, I feel like that's not answering the question. So I'm James, I'm <laughs> 24. Uh, I, like I said, I work as a session singer, um, but I do functions as well as like weddings and, you know, bar mitzvahs, christenings. Well, I haven't done a bar mitzvah yet, but I'm sure that will come soon. It's coming, Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm getting ready to launch a company and mm. do a live album recording and all sorts of exciting, wonderful things. But I'm sure we'll get onto that. Oh, we're definitely going to come onto that. Oh, so, no. when and why did you become a Christian? Uh, well, I grew up in church. I'm a, I'm a PK. And uh, what's well, it's a PK would be pastor's kid. Oh, I'm a PGK, a pastor's grandkid. Yeah. So. Uh, my family is very, very much heavily ingrained in church. I'm from New Testament Church of God, and my granddad planted a lot of the churches oh, wow. in New T. So we was in church. We was we was in church. And like, I I have memories of going to head office <laughs> with my dad and stuff. Um, so yeah, I you know train up a child in the way they must go. They'll never depart from it, uh, as much as they may try. And, <laughs> have been attempts <laughs> but I'm still here so yeah I, I grew up I grew up in church and so I think I gave my heart to the Lord at eight at eight yeah eight I remember it very vividly actually so what happened uh it was so in Newty they did this thing it was an initiative called impact and basically local churches or districts districts are basically like regions that are divided up um would have their own youth events okay. for over the space of two days in September. And so our district did it and um, our dis at the time our district youth director was talking about salvation and I was like, oh, I just thought I was a Christian because... Because I go to church. I just walk because I go to church. <laughs> That's my little eight-year-old logic. So she said, who wants to give your heart to the Lord? So I was like, well, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I want some Jesus. 
so yeah, that was that was me at eight, and then I got baptized at thirteen. Um, I don't remember when I got filled, but that's such a this is such a church conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so what came first then? So baptized at thirteen, filled the Holy Spirit. God knows when. God knows when. But what came first, the drummer James or singer James? You'd have to ask my parents. Oh really? Yeah, because for me, they, they start at the same time. Okay. I was playing drums in church from like five years old. Just one little boom, chink, boom, chink. Just you got yeah, that, yeah. that one little beat just yeah. running through every song. I remember being about nine years old and in my head thinking, I have to choose. Am I going to be a singer or a drummer? At nine? Yeah. So wait, you, you got saved at eight and now you have no, to choose between no, no, drummer and singer at nine. No, I, was, I was a very dramatic <laughs> and theatrical child. You have to understand this. So about, about like nine, ten. Yeah. About more, more like ten. Around that age, all I know is I was definitely in primary school still. And when my dad pastored a church in Worksop, which is Nottinghamshire, okay. and then moved to Coventry. Well, no, I've always lived in Derby, but yeah. he, he started uh, pastoring a church in Coventry. So I know I'm, I was about 10. And I just remember thinking, because I used to play drums in church, and sometimes I used to sing in church. Okay. Um, but the drummer left, so then I was playing drums. Oh. And then at one point, I was playing drums with a mic over, and I would play drums and sing alto. On praise and worship. And listen pack. <laughs> that's what I used to that's what I used to do. Because we were there weren't many musicians. Well no, we were the only musicians. It was myself and my, the worship team was myself, my dad, and the youth director. So the youth director would lead oh. sing soprano. I would play drums, sing alto, and my dad would play keys and sing tenor. And my dad can only play in G sharp. How weird is that? Like what a random key. Of all the keys. Of all the keys. On all the keyboards. <laughs> on all the keyboards. So but that was it. Yeah, that was that was worship team. So, but I I used to do both. But I just remember, for some reason, I just felt like I have to pursue one. That is a big life decision. It is big. I don't know why I did that to myself, but (laughs) I remember telling my dad like I want I want to sing. I want to sing. So, I kind of just focused more on that. Okay, so when you started singing, did you feel like pressure to sing in church every week? Oh, it wasn't pressure. I loved it. I'm, I'm a church boy. I was a church boy. So you was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you when you're in primary school and they're like, what did you do over the summer holidays? I was like, oh, I went to Alton Towers. I went to Disney World. I'm like, I went to convention. <laughs> <laughs> with pride. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was a church boy with my church. I used to sing hymns on the playground. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was a church boy with pride. You was proper. Not even to- was. I am a church boy with pride. <laughs> you was yeah. proper trying to make people... Yeah, yeah no, I, no, I was church. I was church, church. Why everyone's playing Tig and Tag? I mean, I played Tig. But you were singing. Yeah, but I might be praying and playing. <laughs> praying and playing. Praying and playing. Lay, God, lay I don't want to be lay. it. <laughs> I don't want to be it. Huh? That's now, let this cup pass from me. <laughs> and because I was, I went to all-white primary school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the only black kid until my uh, younger sister joined. So you was already standing out anyway? Yeah, yeah, I got bad. Yeah, that's, that's some dark memories. Oh, gosh. There was one girl in my class that was half Thai, half English. That, that was about as... That was about as... Yeah, that one, there was one Asian girl, but she left. So those were so, the minorities. Yeah, that was it. It was just me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
And you have to remember, a lot of these little white kids, I'm their first experience of dealing with somebody that doesn't look like them. Oh. And you know, kids can be brutal. Oh, child. Was that that experience? Yeah, that's, that's why I was praying on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, from a young age, my parents always said, you know, when you have a problem, you pray. Wow. And so I used to, from a young age, I used to be in my bedroom and I used to just be like, you know, God, I don't like this. As a child, that was, that was me. And I, and, and I grew up with a uh, disability, so it's, you know, I have a, I have a, uh, it's a rare uh, bowel disease called Hirschsprungs. Okay. And so that affected me very heavily. I mean, it still affects me today, but heavily throughout my childhood. And so, yeah, I, from young age, I was, I was, that's, I used to pray about that. Wow. Yeah. That's why he's making them life decisions at yeah, that's 9 why. and 10, because... <laughs> I, was a, you, I, there was, I there thought was I was a big it. man. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. I thought I was a big man. Wow. So, I kind of want to go into the primary school thing, because mm-hmm. you kind of said it's very rare, like, especially, I, I come from Birmingham, so my school was very multicultural. So we had black kids, we had Asian kids, we had white kids. The white kids were the minority. But you're saying you... This. I was the minority, literally. Me won. You won. I was the minority. So what was that like? Like, um, if I'm honest, I don't think the teachers, you know, yeah, God, there's God all bless of that them. as well. I just don't think they were equipped for it. Okay. I just don't think they were, because I so in Derby. Derby's a very very small city. It's mm. not a village. It's a city. It's a very small city, but there is a, a, an even smaller village in Derby called Little Eton, and that's where my school was. Oh, yeah. And that, it, it's this whitewash. It is, there's no, the most, I saw a Chinese shop that was there. That, there used to be a Chinese takeaway. That is about as, my that's about as diverse as it got. Um, and so it was all white people. So I don't think the teachers, when I used to get bullied and stuff, or they'd be like, oh, you look like pig. Oh. Uh, or, or, you know, oh, I don't want to play with you. Because you look like poo, you know. Oh, it rhymes. All spitting bars on me, you know. James, <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to laugh. Please. <laughs> I, do you know what? I laugh at it now because at, at the time, obviously, for a while, I carried that with me for, for a while. Okay. Um, because I, eventually, I became the bully. Wow. So I remember in a parent consultation, um, my dad came out and he was like, you know your teacher saying the kids are scared of you? And I was like... Oh, no, really? I was like, good. <laughs> and one thing is this, is I started acting out at school. But I remember my mum being like, well, when he was bullied, not a lot was done about it. Uh... And so now he's taking care of it himself. Obviously, I mean, I still got a beat when I got home. Yeah. Like, that, was <laughs> that was coming. That was coming. <laughs> but, you know... That that had happened. There was incidents where my parents had to go to school because of comments that had been made um, towards me. Um, yeah, it was a mm. big. That was, it was a, interesting. A lot of life decisions. Interesting made. time. Yeah, it was a lot. I wouldn't change it though. If I'm being honest. Okay, because obviously that's made you to where you are yeah, now. Essentially, that's so. why I'm like an old man now, I'm like an old father. Because you've been through it. Yeah, you've been through the fire and the flood. I've been the fire and the flood at nine years old. <laughs> So let's kind of, that's quite interesting because now you've moved forward into, you start singing more and more in church. You start then branching out into doing the backing vocalist and X, Y, and Z. Question, do you remember the first song that you ever sang in church by yourself? By myself? Um, 
So you're leading, maybe not by yourself, but you leading. I remember, um, I don't know how we got away with singing this. Um, I remember singing with my mum when this is, and I must have been about six. I think this is the earliest memory I have of singing like by, my, by myself in church. It was uh, Count On Me by Whitney Houston and CeCe Winans. Count On Me. Yeah. The one that the sing on Sister Sister with her. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really not a gospel song. But, you know. uh, I don't think anybody there knew it. It was a very small church. I don't think anybody there knew it. And the thing um, is, it's got the, it's got the right elements in it to make you feel like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, CeCe was in it. She had Winans. You know, she's, so, but yeah, so I remember, so I say singing, I jumped in for bits and pieces because I got scared. My mum sung most of it. But um, I think that's the earliest memory I have of singing in church. In terms of by myself, I remember singing on praise and worship in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that because the worship team was me and one other person. It was a very small church. It was a very so, small church. So how do you then transition from going from a very small church to being part of like some of the biggest UK TV shows, singing behind some of the biggest UK artists? How did you transition into that industry? So... Um, so I'm, so I'm born in Derby, yeah. like I said, um, and so I was born into the New Testament Church of God in Derby, that is home. And my dad used to be the district manager director there. Dad then became a minister, moves to work, so pastors, then moves to Coventry pastors, so yeah. on and so forth. But I would still go back to Derby for their youth days and things like that. Sometimes I'd, on youth day, I'd help out with their praise and worship. I would still go to their the youth group on a Friday. I knew everybody there. I had God parents there. I had, you know, so I had God brothers and God sisters there. So I knew, I was, you know, it was like, oh, it's James. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so, um, and I got christened in that church as well. Okay. So that's home, home. Yeah. Um, and I remember the pastor changed. And the new pastor that came actually knew um, my family, both sides of my family. Yeah. Um, Cause my mum is from Hansworth. Okay. And so she went, she and her, my uncles went to school with the new pastor. And so, and, and they knew my dad's side of the family just swapped church and stuff like that because my dad's from South of London, but he came over when he was quite young yeah, to Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in Hansworth as well. Um, so this new pastor had started a choir in Spain called yeah. Living Water Gospel Choir. Yeah. And so when I was 17, I remember they asked me to go out there and sing. So me, I'm like, this is the biggest thing I've ever done now. I'm going to Madrid to sing in this big, big concert. And it was the Lion King Theatre in Madrid. So I was just like, oh my days. And so I did that and I did it again, 18. Did it again when I was nine. So I, I did it, I used to do it every Christmas. Every oh, Christmas I would okay. go. Yeah, yeah. And one particular Christmas, I think it was 2015, I went and the other singer was none other than the legendary singer and backing vocalist, Priscilla Johns Campbell. <sighs> who I, I say is hands down, if not the best, one of the best vocalists in the country, but I would say she's the best vocalist mm. in the country, hands down. Mm. There's nothing she cannot sing. Her range is mad, like, she's fantastic. And so, um, but I was real sick. I, I was sick as a dog when I went to Spain. And I could, I could barely sing. I was struggling. If you watch the video, I'm gonna send you the link. Uh, I was struggling. And, and this is next to Priscilla, who is like music industry royalty. Yeah. Um, and then the following year, we did a summer concert together. Oh, but my voice was back then. Oh, and so yeah, I was singing, she said, have you ever considered doing session work? I was like, as a BV, I said, I mean, I've seen it and I'm like, yeah, I can maybe do that. 
But I've never really thought, oh, this could happen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the following year, um, 2017, uh, Olivia Williams, who okay. is Stormzy's vocal director, oh, yeah. uh, was putting together um, some BVs for Stormzy, needed a tenor. She was talking to Adrian Moore. Adrian Moore suggested me. I went and did that. Stormzy was my first. At Stormzy doing X Factor, that was my first. I mean, we ended up miming in the end. Because um, <laughs> X Factor don't like nine live. Um, but yeah, that was my first thing. And then Priscilla called me the next day and then I did BVs for X Factor in the studio. Oh. And then from then on, it was just work. Just even, yeah, even, altogether, even when I did All Together Now, the vocal director, one of the vocal coaches there, recommended me to Kylie Minogue's vocal coach, who then put me on um, Claire Richards from Steps, put me on her album. That was my first time doing BVs for an album. And then one of the other singers on that recommended me to another vocal director that, so I got just the, and the same vocal director did Lion King, so then I got to do, so it all, it just, you, net, you network and network and network. But it all started from church, <laughs> so. So what's the biggest lesson you've learned since being in that industry? The biggest lesson I've learned, that's an excellent question. There's a lot, and I'm trying to pin one down in my head now. Or you can give us a few. Uh, okay, one is um, feel the fear and do it. Because, oh, yeah. Because yeah. the thing is this, is everyone at some point is going to doubt their abilities. God knows I have. This was, I did this just the other day. Um, but if I hadn't have done all together now or, uh, you know, taking the jump to do some of these things, I wouldn't have been able to be part of such great product, um, projects mm. and meet such great people. So feel the fear and do it is one. Um, and I suppose another one branching off, branching off of that is if they've called you for it, clearly they think you're good enough for mm. it. And so you have to sometimes train yourself out of like, oh, I couldn't do this or why would they call me? It's like, well, you, they called you. So clearly they think, they think you can do it. Um, you have to so you have to believe in yourself. You have to, you have to, you have to believe in yourself before anybody else does. And if nobody else does, mm. you have to believe in yourself. Because I'm guessing in that kind of industry, there's a lot of people who there are trying to do what you're doing. So if you, is it a case of if you mess up, there's someone behind you just ready to take your spot like that? Or is it a case of as long as your name's cool, you might have, you can get one bad day. I mean, it, it, it depends. I, I suppose it depends. Okay. I suppose it depends. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, it depends. It depends on who's, who's leading the session, who's the director. It was, it, that's case by case. But most, most, most situations, you know, unless you're doing something absolutely crazy, you yeah. will get exed off the gig. I mean, definitely don't turn up like two hours late to a session. Don't do that. Try that, wasn't <laughs> was saying, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. I had the late, I, I've, uh, I think I've only been late to a session once. Okay. Uh, no, actually twice. Once was by 15 minutes and the other was by about 10, 10, 15. Okay, so it wasn't really nothing. And so, and I was, and I was, I was 15 minutes to the studio late and I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. I was panicking. Stressed. Stressed, bruv. <laughs> I was stressed because I thought this was for Devil Wears Prada because we knew it was going to Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I rock up to the studio and I could hear singing. I'm like, that is the worst. But I knew I was like 15 minutes. I said, they must have just got started straight away. So I open and I'm saying, I'm saying, hi guys, I'm, I'm so sorry. I got a little bit lost in it. I'm so sorry, so sorry. And who turns around on the chair? Well, it's only Elton John. And so I was like, oh, um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> sorry, I'm late. It was for liking. 
No idea, sir. Yes. Moral of the story, be on time. Be on time. So you move from that, doing session work, backing, vocally, backing vocals, to then all together now. How does that, or is there, is there, a, is there a bit more into, into well, that transition? Well, they kind of happened at the same time. Oh, okay. So I was running between, one day, I remember I went to Manchester to film interviews for All Together Now, and then went straight to London to do a Stormzy rehearsal. So the, the two kind of came at the same time. How was that experience of doing All Together Now, though? Oh, it, All Together Now, it was amazing. I tell you what All Together Now taught me. Um, from when I was younger, I always enjoyed theatre. I even did dance for a little bit. Um, always enjoyed music. We're, we're, not we're, back, we're not getting back on the dance with the... Huh? huh? What? what? Dance. <laughs> come on, come I on. praise dance. How about that? I can shout. No. <laughs> no, I did like tap and jazz for a little bit. Nice. It wasn't very long at all. It was just a little bit and a little bit of street. Not I, think a lot. Should, I think you should bring that back. Okay, yeah, man. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a lot of body to move. Right now. It's, it's a lot to move. We're working on it. But... Um, yeah, I always took an interest in that. I, I could always talk for days. Yeah. Um, and I was always good at improvising and thinking on my feet. And so I kind of suppressed this kind of desire to get into media. I thought, well, I'll just sing. Okay. Like, I'll just sing. That's, that's okay. I thought, you know, I'll forget about theatre. I'll forget about acting. I'll forget about wanting to do radio. I'll forget about wanting to have my own talk show one But day. why though? I said, because one, I just didn't think I could do it. And two, I thought, what are the chances of it happening? And three, it's demonised in church. Even even being, even being a session singer gets demonised in church. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. So I just said, I'll just sing. Because I feel like I, feel like I, could, I could get away I with that do, one. I could, I could do, do that. that one. <laughs> I feel like, the thing is, this is the thing, is there's one thing I know I can do. I know I can sing tenor. <laughs> That's one thing you can't tell me nothing about that. Everything else, yeah, I got very, I got a lot of up, a lot of up, more, probably more down days than up on that. I don't, I really don't rate myself as a singer, maybe as much as I think I should, as, as people think I should do. But um, I, I, as a tenor, oh yeah, I'm a good. I'll, I'll hold on to that. Because we had this conversation. We did. We did have this conversation. And I told you that mm. you need to have more respect for yourself. We, you did. <laughs> you did. But you know, I'm still singing, so it hasn't stopped me. So then you go to all, all together now. So what did you learn from yes, yes. what's coming up? You're over-minded, we haven't answered the question yet. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I can talk for days in it. So, yeah, so for me, it taught me, or rather showed me, I actually really enjoy TV. Okay. I really enjoy the experience. Um, being, uh, you know, doing your like confessionals or interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. And the way you have to do it and the way TV is set up and the way, or every, all, all the hoops you have to jump through. Yeah. And just in terms of filming and recording, making sure your song goes down and, and wardrobe and all that stuff, interested me. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was upset. I was like, you know what? I would, I understand now why, you know, people go, might go for X Factor or why people say, you know, the experience itself was great. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. Other than when they tried to do my hair, that wasn't great. But other than they that, it was amazing. Hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to do it myself in the end. <sighs> Did you get any backlash from singing? Because obviously you're saying, as we, as we know, especially when you're doing secular music, which session singing and whatever, people look at it like you're singing for the devil. Not the devil. <laughs> That's how some people they, well. they put it to so drastically, because they're just like, they look at you like, 
to a little bit of what's going on here. I don't know. And I, maybe uh, the reason why I didn't get backlash like that is because I was still very, I was still very active in ministry. Oh, I was okay. doing presence. Remember, presence and all together now was the same year. Why? The first presence and all together now. Presence was August. All together now we filmed in uh, October, November. How was that? It was it was interesting. All together now came at a, at a very interesting time. Like I said, I had just broken up yeah. with somebody who I thought I was going to marry. Okay. So it was it was hard. It, that that was a hard experience. Um, so that came. I, I remember praying. What people don't know, I haven't said this publicly yet. Yes, you get exclusive. Exclusive. People don't know. I actually had offers for two TV shows at the same time. As I had all together now. And I'm trying to remember, there was another show. It wasn't even a singing show. It was, um, it was, it was something to do with like history and like family okay. and all that kind of stuff. And both were very appealing. And I said, okay, God, well, what are we going to do? Which one, which one are we going for, if any? Wow. And I went for All Together Now. They actually asked me to be a judge. That I went to audition to be a judge. All the contestant positions were filled from weeks ago. So I went to audition to be a judge. I went, sung. And then the producers were just sat down on the table, they were talking to each other. Oh, and then they went, um, how would you feel about being a contestant? And I was like, now the judge positions were paid. It wasn't amazing money, but it was paid nevertheless. And contestant position obviously wasn't paid, but you could win 50 grand. So the judge position is those 100 people yeah, yeah. that sit in the seats and then person yeah. starts then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I was auditioning for. So I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and I said, you know what? I said, yeah, let's go for it. And I always say, um, you know, when you make a decision, the Bible says we will know them by their fruits. Mm. And based on the results of the decision you make, we will know whether it was God that sent you. Mm. Um, and I can, you know, I can say it was, it was definitely a godsend. Um, it, mentally and emotionally, I needed all together now. I really did. I really because did. Because I wasn't was, in a good place. Oh, wow. I was not in a good place at all at the time. Um, there was a lot going on mm. with uni. Obviously, I had just about the breakup. Uh, me and friends were at odds. It was just like, this was just no peace. <laughs> I was putting weight back on. I just lost, I'd lost, I'd gone down a whole size. Yeah, there was, there was a lot going on. And so I needed it at the time. But then also it opened so many doors. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. the Lion King, all that stuff came through. All together now. All together now. That is crazy. But then you go from that and you do Sunday best. Mm. Don't, don't, mm. You do Sunday best. Yeah. So, let me tell you this story about when I watched Sunday Best. Oh, God, yeah, go on. So, me and my wife are chilling. So, I'm like, listen, James put on his Instagram, he's on Sunday Best, gassed, I can't wait. But you must have put, like, my experience. There was, like, an Instagram post which was, like, my experience on Sunday Best. So, mm. he didn't post a clip or anything like that. I think that's what it was. So, I was like, it's coming on this Sunday, let's watch it. I sit down, I see you talking, I'm gassing up the TV, you know, like me and you as like face to face. <laughs> yes, James, come on, let's go. Duh, 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 duh. Then I'm like, this ain't the James. This, what? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Because the thing is, I thought, he started up nice. Okay, well, okay. And then, oh, child. What happened? <laughs> because he started up very nice. And I was like, because I watch it every year. Uh. What happened? The enemy came in like a flood. That's what happened. No. Um, so first of all, talk about how you got on there. How I got on there. So I was scrolling on Facebook and I saw something about Sunday Best coming back. So I thought it was probably one of those petitions or some just yeah. random Facebook post. 
And then um, my cousin, Ryan Bruce, sent it to me. And then I was like, oh, so this is actually happening. They're bringing Sunday Press back. I said, oh, that's nice. And it's coming to the UK. So I thought it was like a UK version, you know. So, so I looked into it a bit more. I was like, oh, no, it's like the, the, the Sunday Press that in America. Um, so I was like, oh, that's nice. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Because in my head, I've already done all together now. Yeah. And this time, X Factor had hit me up. It's got talent had hit me up. The voice had hit me up. And I was like, nah, I'm all right. Okay. I just didn't want to be that guy that was on singing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to be that guy. And no, no, no um, shade just, yeah. to, to anyone that wants to be. I just knew, I just didn't want to be that guy. Mm. Um, and then I was talking to my cousin Bianca about it and she was really uh, pushing and encouraging me to go for it. So I'm like, uh-huh. But I just so happened to be in London the day before audition, open auditions with Seth because A&T were ministering out somewhere. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm in London. So I woke up the morning of the auditions and I said, okay, God, if you want me to go, I'll go. So you let me know. And God was like, go. So I was like, Tcha. I had a barbecue plan to go to that day. <sighs> so I went, and I missed the barbecue. Um, <laughs> and so I got, went to the audition, sung. Obviously they chose me to go. Mm. Um, and so the whole time I was just like, is this really happening? Because the thing is this, when I was, when I was a baby, um, and my parents went to Scotland. I got christened twice. Okay. So my parents went. My parents had planned a christening. Yeah. They'd gone to Scotland for whatever reason, and they'd called me to the front. Someone had come up and called me to the front. Okay. Um, and they said they wanted to christen me, gotcha. and so they did. And then um, she said he's going to travel the world, and other stuff. But that's the that's the relevant part. He's going to travel the world, mm-hmm. and so I thought. Obviously, by this time I had. This is the last year. I'd been. So, you know, I'd been administered in a couple of countries, European countries, um, but I thought, wow, this is America. So I was like, this, this must be the, this the is, promise. This, this is it. Fulfilled. <laughs> and so I just kept thinking, I can't believe this is happening to me. I can't believe this happened to me. And everybody that knows me knows I'm the biggest Kirk Franklin fan. The biggest. So I was excited. Um, got there. And in the end, let's, now hear this. I'm going to walk with me. It's going to sound like I'm not answering the question, but I am. Walk okay. with me. Follow me. There were supposed to be six international contestants. Okay. But long story short, I was the only international contestant that went. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the team that were there to film the international contestants had one person to focus on, and that was me. Okay. Now, I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Walk with me. I'm going to come back to that. So obviously I'm there. I'm doing my thing. The cameras are following me. So every day I'm practically mic'd up. And then they would ask me questions. They'd take me around Atlanta yeah. um, and stuff like that. Uh, and then I remember they whistled it down to the top 20. Yeah. That was just based off a questionnaire and a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay. Um, and then obviously we get to the day when it's time to sing. Um, and I was calm. I was cool the whole day. I, mean, I was a little bit nervous, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. naturally, but normal nerves, normal nerves. And then, you know, we was all singing backstage, calm. Everyone was doing a little mic toss in the dressing room. Uh, Everyone's like, oh, you better sing. <laughs> so get, everyone's doing that. It comes to me. I do my little bit. Some of them was like, oh, you, you, all right, okay, England. <laughs> okay. All right, London. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was calm. I was cool. I was enjoying myself. Yeah. Um, and then I remember just before I walked on, I said, I'm like waiting in the wings. And I said, God, if this is as far as I get, thank you. Because... 
This is, I didn't picture this. I didn't imagine this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I walked on stage, obviously I'm calm. I start singing, I was nervous, obviously. Yeah. I started singing, I was cool. But, and no, from the beginning, and when I started, I was fine. But then somewhere, not far off from the beginning, I felt my breath control start to get a bit shaky. Right, and yeah. so now my mind is running about 10, now I sing all the time. So singing in front of people, oh, did you get nervous because of who was there? I said, no. I sing behind celebrities all the time. I yeah, meet yeah. celebrities all the time. Um, I've sung on stage with, Don, with um, Donnie McClurkin before. Yeah, yeah. Remember that live conference yeah, when he came yeah, in 2015? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff like, stuff like that don't, doesn't make me nervous. Yeah. I'm thinking I want to do the best that I can do and I don't want to embarrass myself God, yeah. on international TV. But now I'm starting to sight myself out. And oh. in that, I'm, I think I, I feel like I, like I missed a breath. So I'm running, I was like, oh my God, and I just panicked. Panics. Because as I said, you started, you started well, and I was like, yes. And when I watched it, because I watched it once, because I'm not, I'm not gonna, I can talk about it, fine, but, but can't I can't watch it. watch it. I watched it once when it when it aired, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like you, you, you have to do this, but I haven't been able to watch it back since. I just, I haven't been able to do it. But when I watched it, I realised Kelly was actually smiling when I started. Yeah, yeah, because and I was like, oh, I actually started off okay. Yeah. It's... Oh, and then in the middle, I just, I, I just panicked. I psyched to them, I had everything. Oh my gosh, you can't mess up, you can't mess up. And I put so much pressure on myself. You're just throwing yourself off. Clean changed the whole key in the middle of the song. Sin and shame. <laughs> Sin and shame. And I just remember, I stopped and she made me sing it again. Oh, and then made me sing it again. I, I, I could have cried on the stage, I wanted the ground to swallow me up. And I remember walking off stage and I was like, I'm going to be sick. So I walked off and went straight to the toilet. Yeah. And I'm like over the toilet bowl, ready in my head to like vomit. And it's like, I, I, it, it was it was a weird, because it's like, I felt like, I don't know if I wanted to be sick or if I wanted to cry. Boy. It was, yeah, that was a, so I was like, well, I'm going home. And so, and for ages, that ate me up, that ate me up. And I was just like, I was angry with God. I was like, you sent me here, you know? Mm. I didn't want to go. I said to God, you sent me here. I said, I asked you if this is your will sent me, you told me to go. And I went, how? how? I said, you're gonna have to make sense of this one to me. Bearing in mind, I'm clearly in the middle of planning presence. And the theme is the relationship. Right now, my relationship is on, is on thin ice because I'm at odds with God. I'm angry. Really? I'm, I was angry. I said, and I hadn't aired yet, but I'm now back when I told everybody I was gone for the month. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's been a week and I'm back. And it was National Youth Convention. I'm like, I can't go to convention. Everyone's going to be like, why are you back? I was supposed to be like singing and doing all this stuff and I had to pull out because of Sunday Best. Yeah. And now I'm here. So there was, oh yeah, I was, I was very angry with God. But you know, I fast forward to when it aired. Actually, no, rewind, I'm in Atlanta. Mm. The vice president of uh, Viacom mm -hmm. asked to have dinner with me. Got you. And she sat down and she said, all my team, asked me whether you were media trained. And she asked me if I was media trained, and I was like, nah, I just like to talk in it. And she, they said, the team was shocked. He said, you, the way you handled yourself, you're like a professional. Mm. And I said, well, you know, I've always wanted to go into media, but I just, I just kind of forgot about it. Rewind to January that year, Head Start, Seth's event. Mm. Lady called me out and she said, um, we called this man fourth in media. He has a grace for art. Now, when she said that, I said, I haven't told anybody about this. So then Sunday Best happens. I couldn't see. I was like, God, how, why the hell did you bring me here? It made me realise, oftentimes we think the way that God is going to take us to where we want to go, the way God's going to connect us to our dream is via a certain route. Mm. I thought I was going to Sunday Best for singing. Mm. No, no. 
Bible says, for I know the thoughts I have towards mm -hmm. you. God, God, he knows his thoughts towards you, his plans to prosper you oh. and to give you a future. Do you know what I mean? And so I thought I went to Sunday best to sing. And God took me there for a whole other reason, for me to realise something about myself mm. uh, and to expand my hopes and to reopen my dreams again. But not only that, altogether now showed me that I enjoy TV. Sunday best showed me that I can do it. Mm. So... I, we, I was like, okay, God, I, I see you. I see you. I see what you was doing. Fair enough. But you know what's crazy as well? Is that you said to God before you went out, if this is how far you're going to take me. Thank you. And then after you finish with Rex. Yeah. You know what it was? <laughs> I wasn't upset that I went home. I was upset that I didn't give my best. Okay. That's what I was upset. Oh, no. I was ready to go home. I heard, you know, I have no reason yeah, to yeah, fit yeah. the lead on that. Yeah, she was a contestant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiffany Andrews. Yeah, yeah, I watch. Yeah, I watch. Fam, I was like, and another guy, there, Josh Copeland, he BB's um, Charles Butler. Fam, and half of these guys had been signed, had record deals. And the thing is, the, with Melvin as well, with Melvin Chris. And then you've got like, Melvin, his dad, his royalty. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. And they were all amazing. So I was just like, well, you know, I'm I'm going home, but that's okay. I got this far, but at least I just wanted to be able to say I did my best, mm. and it hurts me not being able to say that. So, but you know, I, God, God knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. So how important was it to surround yourself with the right people at that time? Oh my Lord. Because now you told people, I'm gone. Listen, all I say is the, the real ones stood up, I can't lie. Really? Yeah, 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 the real ones stood up, man. Really had my back. I remember when I landed, I had told Seth what had happened. I remember I landed and Seth was like, just come to my house. And he didn't, and we didn't have no long, in-depth, electoral, we didn't, you know, pray on talking tongues. He just sat with me. Mm. And we all did feed and watch TV. Wow. And that's what I needed. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually we, we spoke about it. Um, you know, I shouldn't start naming names because that's going to get sticky. That's going to get sticky. But no, but I can't. Those people. I, I can't, yeah. No, <laughs> I can't. They know who they are. They, yeah. There was, um, there was Amari, Auntie Annie. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Amari, Auntie Annie, uh, Livia Williams. There was, there was Isaiah, um, my sisters, my parents, um, my past and first lady, to name a few. That's how you do it. That's how I'm going to do it. Nah, yeah. Because yeah. they, they, were, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were there, man. They were there. And it was hard, man, because all this time I'm thinking, God, this is going to air, this is going to air. And then when it aired in America, oh my Lord, Twitter sent for me. Oh. <laughs> I felt like I upset them, boy. Yeah, I understand why celebrities don't read tweets now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get, yeah, it. get it. Oh my gosh, them tweets had me in my feelings. Because you come from all the way from the UK. And I've, I felt like I had let UK gospel down. Got yeah. I said, I've come all this way, big, big stage, representing UK gospel, and I flopped like this. Everyone's going to be like, oh, they should have sent Becca, oh, they should have sent Jason, oh, they should have sent Isaiah, oh, they should have sent Israel. That's always running through my head. But you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Even I did. When, even when you was talking in the, um, I don't know what it's called, but you were talking beforehand, and you were just saying, I'm trying to come from the UK to be that link between UK yeah, and UK. And I said... That is a lot of pressure. It was. And you're young I mean, I meant it, but it was a lot of pressure. Yeah, 100%. So it was, Ugh. you had the right people around you and you just, that got you through to... It did. It, it did. That and planning presence, I can't lie. But having presence there to plan, I, I had to, I had to stay focused. So how does presence come about? Let's, let's go back a little bit. Presence, let's talk about that. Presence. So 2016 summer, um, I was in my dining room just having devotion mm -hmm. and I was 
I said, God, what do you want from me in the next 365 days? See, I told you I was dramatic. Why didn't I just say one year? I actually <laughs> said 365 days. No, I'm done. There was no good reason for that. Just, tra just traumatic for no good reason. Uh, but nevertheless, I said, what do you want from me in the next 365 days? And he showed me a whole heap of stuff. Mm. Uh, not just for me, for other people, but a, a worship night came under that, but it was the way it was to happen. It was God, like God was very specific about yeah, how it had to happen. And so I was like, okay. And so um, at the time, I had no job. <laughs> I was 20. Yeah, I was 20. Um, I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this, but, you know, by faith, Noah built the ark. I mean, granted, Noah didn't need to raise funds for the wood for the ark. But, um, no GoFundMe. But he, no GoFundMe. But, you know, he, yeah. he built the ark by faith. So I said, we're going to do it, man. And when I said yes to that, all of a sudden, work started coming in. I started singing at weddings. Then I was recording, like, demo guides. Um, yeah. That, that was... That was and then I just, and then I did it. <laughs> and then we got that venue for free. Mm. Um, and yeah, God moved, man. And then I was just like, wow, that was great. And then God was like, cool, yeah. So next year I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> next year? Because you thought this is a one-time thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then next year we did it and I wanted to have it in Birmingham. Uh, and God was like, London, and I said, Birmingham. And I said, London. And then I said, Birmingham. And God said, London. And I was like, okay, London. <laughs> and we did. And there was lots of weird things God asked me to do that year. Okay. Like, have it in London. Um, pay for this church to get here. I said, right, okay, 10 people from this church. God said, yes. I said, right, okay. We're going to just find a way to make it happen. Mm. And then randomly, another church said, yeah, we've got a van going. Listen, random things. And then... I remember being at Presence and my mum came to us my mum used to walk with a stick and we had just seen Made Away. I, I saw said, the, you see, the video. I said, somebody find my mum. I've seen the video. Find her. Get me a seat at the front. I said, enough video. is enough. That's mm -mm. powerful. My mum had walked with that stick for 11 years. I said, I, I, I said enough is enough. I was, I was coming for Satan that day, I tell you that. And the theme was just still the victory. Yeah. And so um, we prayed. And she left the stick on the altar and she's still walking without it today. Because mm, she walked all the way round. She did. All the way around. Couple round. times. Yeah, she walked all the way around. And then when the event finished, Lord have mercy, can't find my mum now. She's walking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Try to find her, can't find She just walked, just, just, just walking. <laughs> just, just feeling good. Fam, just, <laughs> just feeling good. <laughs> Fam. <laughs> so, yeah. And then obviously we did it again uh, last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then this year we did an online thing. Now, funny thing actually, what people might have, I didn't say this, I was going to, but I didn't say it, is 2019 November, God said to me, you're not going to do presents next year. And I said, yeah, that's fine by me. Presents cost a lot of money to do. I said, that's fine, couple grand in my pocket. Presents, is, it's a lot to plan. So I was happy. And so, um, yes, in my head, I said, calm, no presents next year. Yeah. Beginning of the year in January, we partnered with um, Seth to do um, online prayer at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Yeah, for a week. Yeah. And in that, God was like, you're going to do presence online this year. Just like this, you know, a word of encouragement, with, you know, with prayer or whatever. So I said, okay, yeah, cool. We can do that. That's easy. And that's free. And then obviously, pandemic. I said, oh, I see what you were saying now, God. You was preparing. You was preparing me. Um, and so, yeah. And then obviously we did that this year. And then next year, 
is the fifth event already, fifth anniversary. So you're planning that now? Yeah, which, so that's a lot, because that's going to be uh, a four-day kind of experience. Is this Do you know what? Is this, is this, is this, I've been this, looking for a word, and I feel like experience is it, because I didn't want to call it conference, oh. I didn't want to call it festival, but experience works. Bruv, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Experience works. So yeah, presence is fifth anniversary, but um, the vision's bigger than that now. So I'm launching my company called Connected. That's K-I-N-E. K-I-N-E-C-T-E-D. James, spell the thing. Let's start again. No, so the, the co- <laughs> <laughs> Let's start again. So next year I'm launching my company Connected. Okay. Yes. And that is spelt K-I-N-E-C-T-D. Okay. No, no. K-I-N-E-C-T-E-D. There we go. Okay. And it's a mixture of kinesthetic and connected. Kinesthetic being like hands-on yeah, learning yeah, yeah. and connected, obviously joining together. With the idea that if we are to reach people, mm. if we are to uh, bring people into the kingdom, we have to be hands-on to connect with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connected. That's cool, though. It's kind of smart, I like isn't it? it? I like it. I got it. Listen, I got it just before Valentine's Day. I said, thank you, Jesus. That's my little Valentine's Day gift to me. And so, yeah, and so under that, there'll be outreach, mm. there'll be online content, which I'm trying to be like, like a Christian BuzzFeed. Nice. But then, but then I have ideas that aren't necessarily, you know, in the beginning was the word. Some of them are just funny. Some of them are stuff that makes you think. Some of it is stuff that'll make you laugh or cry. Mm. Um, like songs and stories. Like, well, we're going to leave songs and stories. Songs and stories, oh, that's we're, a, we're going to talk about songs. We can come, I'll come back to it. Circle, <laughs> circle back around to it. Circle back around to it. So, um, yeah, all of that stuff, um, uh, new events, yeah, yeah. Uh, a live album recording, merchandise, um, an agency for um, young singers and musicians. Mm. We want to go into schools and do work with kids um, that are, you know, maybe gifted in creative arts and don't really know a way in. Nice. So, yeah, to name a few things that are going to come under that. This, this, this is a company that's going to have little different businesses. A lot and of branches. A br- no, it's got, it's got branches. It's a big tree, lots of branches. <laughs> <laughs> so, and a live album recording. Talk, forgot about that. Talk, talk to us. A live album recording. I'm doing a live album recording. You, I, me, James Thompson, Mr. James Thompson. I'm doing a live album recording next year, and it's not. No, look, look at album. This is a 14 track album. So, and these are songs that I, God gave me for presents. Yeah. Um, and some songs that were just you know songs that I had. Or just songs that I heard in devotion. Yeah. Uh, might be a little a little Conqueror remix in there. Ooh. So um yeah, by the way, Governor B, if you're watching this, yeah, shout me in it because <laughs> I would love to have you part of, be part of the project. So thanks for that. Who, who asked you who asked you on the yeah. show? You want to, you want well, I mean if Karen Clark Shade wants to get now. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm definitely so I'm, 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 I'm excited about that. Ah, oh, that's cool. I'm very excited about that. So in all that you're doing, and we'll talk about songs and stories just a little bit. Let's talk about songs and stories just a little bit. <laughs> COVID-19 so, COVID comes. James starts songs and stories every Monday. Now, I don't want you to go into too much of the detail. I can't go into so much exactly. of the detail. <laughs> I don't want you to go into too much of the detail. However, how did you find that? Was that a good release for you during that time? Would you do it again? Okay, so, <laughs> so songs and stories. So lockdown for me at the beginning, I was loving it. Everybody was upset, and yeah. I was living life because I had worked all January through March. Yeah. So my money, my money was coming in, 
And so I was like, well, I'm at home with buddy, chilling. I mean, I definitely, I think I definitely had COVID. But, you know, I'm, I'm still here. Um, but I renovated my bedroom. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wrote, it allowed me to finish writing the album. Yeah. Um, and, and, and stuff like that and just do other things. But, you know, I just, I thought, you know, it'd be really fun if I did like a song association thing. I don't know if you see Terrell on oh, YouTube. Course, oh. Right, with the blue, with the blue screen. Blue Everybody knows, with the blue, blue wall. <laughs> and I was like, I would love to do a little song association thing on Instagram Live. That could be fun. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was supposed to be a one-off thing, just song association. So I said, cool, I'm going to do it on this day. Um, and then my younger sister, Jadine, yeah. I must have mentioned it to her. She was like, oh, I want to come. I said, yeah, sure, why not? So she came. And then... People would come in and, you know, give them where I was doing the game. And then someone came in and they were like, oh, I can't sing. So I was like, well, why'd you come in? I said, well, you know, tell a funny story. And they told a funny story. So then we were like, okay, well, if you, got, if you can't sing, you can come in and tell a funny story. And then afterwards, people were like, oh, we really enjoyed this. You should do this again next week. And I was like, really? I was like, bearing in mind, there was like 12 people on here. So like 13, 14 people on there. Yeah. I was like... I mean, well, okay. I mean, yeah, sure, I'll come back next Monday and do it, why not? Um, and so I did it just me the following Monday. Mm. And then I did it again, but just before we did the third one, I was in the shower and I was like, songs and stories, I literally just said it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of got a ring to it. And so I just started calling it songs and stories. And then the rest is on my IGTV, if you want to go watch it. Mm. The anchor story. Yeah, watch it with earphones in. Some of these stories are... Um, yeah, hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Praise him. So, in all that you're doing, in all that you've done, has there ever been a time where you're just like, I can't do this anymore? Yeah, yeah, 100%. It was yesterday. And how did you overcome that? Yeah, um, I am. Um, so, his, um, oh, child, that's, that's, I had like five answers in my head all at the same time. This, this is the thing. Mm. Everybody goes through situations, problems, circumstances. But how many times do we actually, we talk about looking back, but how many times do you actually look back and be like, rah, like, I actually came through this. Mm. I actually came, jumped over that hurdle. I actually got, you know, how many times do we actually really look back and see, oh God, you actually knew what you was doing the whole time. Mm. And so as hard as, you know, lockdown has been, probably um, from like May onwards for me, I'm like, but you've really brought me through worse. Mm. And so why would you bring me this far if you were just going to desert me? Why? And the thing is this, is I think about the fact, I can't remember where I heard this, but somebody said there are lives attached to you. There are people literally waiting, unknowingly waiting, to meet you and hear what you have to say and hear your experience and hear what you've been through. Mm. Um, and equally, there's people you don't even know that you're waiting to meet, you know? And so who knows this? So for me, when I look at a hurdle, I'm like, this hurdle could introduce me to my wife. Hello, somebody. Huh? Mm. My God. <laughs> no, but you just, you never know where circumstance and issues it's or true. problems are going to take you. Um, even the horrible breakup I went through, mm. that taught me a lot. I, need, I needed that to be a better man, to be a better minister, to be a better businessman, mm. to be a better friend. Mm. Um, and so you have to look at certain situations and instead of saying, God, take me out, take me out, take me out, look at it and say, what 
am I here to learn? Mm, what exactly. am I? Because the thing is, when you go through something, you are either here to gain something, yeah. to lose something, mm. to give something, and it's probably something else. <laughs> to learn something. To, yeah, to learn something. <laughs> that was it. That was. I knew there was something else. You're either there to learn something, give something, gain, gain something, something, or lose something. Or lose something. Mm. But all of it is in God's plan, and all of it is within His will. Um, and the safest place you will ever be is in the will of God. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So what are your plans for the rest of 2020 now? Plans for the rest of 2020 is really focused on um, the album. Um, so let me go more into this four-day event thing that's happening next year, which is happening from the 18th to the 21st of August in Birmingham. So the 18th will be the business launch for Connected. Nice. Um, and then the following day, which will be the 19th, will be a brand new event called Storytime. Um, it's not songs and stories, it's a very different thing. Um, you can't come with those stories. Don't do that. Um, no, story time is aimed at the community. And I got, I knew that I had the idea for an initiative. It didn't have a name. Yeah. But a new presence makes sense if you're from church. Mm. It's just, is what it is. Um, and we were really blessed to have people walking off the streets in the middle of praise and worship last year. Yeah. And get saved. However, some people, you take them to presence, they're just going to be like, yo fam, what is this? Mm. But we are still called to carry the gospel to those people. Correct. And we're still called to be light on a hill and salt on the earth. Mm. And so story time is basically, let's set the scene in, let's say, Jam House or yeah. Pizza Express or Costa Coffee or something. No, not Costa Coffee. Pizza Express, because it's food. Um, and, you know, we have a theme. Yeah. Let's say the theme is uh, hope. And so we'll have people come in and share stories about you know uh, a time they needed help or yeah. a time of hope got them through or uh people or you can come up and sing a song or do a rap or a comedian can come up or anything like that you, the, the floor is open to to a lot you could mime a story if you want yeah, yeah, it might be hard but you could do that if yeah. you want <laughs> and uh and then there'll be a space where people can come up and you know more that's that's more for the, the singers and rappers if you wanted or or spoken uh, people that do spoken word yeah you say spoken word artists yeah. I was about to say spoken word, it's like, kid you not. <laughs> can come up and um, freestyle over a chorus, yeah, freestyle yeah. over a chorus, something around the theme. And it's not church, there ain't going to be no opening prayer, there ain't going to be no offering. No, there ain't going to be no offering. Um, uh, and it's really just aimed at the community. I would love to do this in a, in a barbecue picnic kind of way. Yeah, so, yeah, nice. But there's scope, this is a new event, this yeah. is something that I'm hoping to start in one city set it up so it's established, go to another city, set it up. So, so I'm hoping to do because if 2020 has taught us nothing is that people need hope, man. Mm, people are searching so for it. They're yeah. searching for it, fam. Facts. And in all the wrong things and in all the things that will let them down, and we're sitting here with this amazing God, mm. this amazing Father, I'll get him to ourselves, play in church, but let me not. Yeah, so it's, it's about reaching the community. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I knew from when I got the vision for presence that, there needed to be something for that, but I didn't know what it looked like. Yeah. And because I didn't know what it looked like, I said, you know what, I'm not going to focus on it because it's not time yet. And that's right. why God doesn't show me. Because yeah, yeah. God knows if you show me, I'm going to run with it because that's just what I'm like. Yeah. Um, and so when I got the full revelation, I said, come, this is now the time. Yeah. This is the time. So there'll be that. And then on the 20th, there'll be presents as usual, the fifth one. And then the 21st, live album recording. So... Boy, it's exciting, man. I can't lie. It's very exciting. It's very, very, very exciting. I was finishing up like the arrangements yesterday. 
So I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. I'm scared because a part of me is like, is anybody going to buy this album? Is anybody oh, going to turn don't. up to the oh recording? Gosh. James. But I think there's a natural thought. Do you oh, not think? Oh, no, not for you. That, no, not for, for anybody. This no, is what I, I think. I know, I know, but James. James. I'm not saying no one's going to turn up. It's just, you know. Buy that out, James. Come on. Oh, I'm just saying, we're, we're walking. I'm still doing it, you know. That's what I'm saying, you're walking. Through it. I'm even walking through it. You know, even though I have I have a lot of doubts. <laughs> I have a lot of doubts, boy. And some expensive doubts. <laughs> I'm you, live album recording is not cheap. I'll tell you that much. Yo. So, yeah, but I am excited because these are songs that I've had for a while now. Yeah. Some of these songs I've had six, some of these songs eight, seven, six years old. So, um, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to do this. Last question. What advice or encouragement would you give to yourself of where you're at in life now? What advice would I give? Ask me the question again. What advice, what advice or encouragement would you give to yourself with where you're at in life now? Um, don't worry about how God is going to provide for his promise. Mm. Don't worry about how God is going to perform his promise. Yeah. Just be in the right place. Essentially, don't worry about how the DPD driver is going get, to get the parcel to you. Just make sure you're there to pick it up. Mm. Okay. That was a good little energy. Hey, I just came hey, up with that. Hey. That's not too bad still. <laughs> just make sure you're there to be it's true though. Make sure you're there to pick it up. What does that mean? Make sure because the thing is this is if God says this is what I'm gonna do and he doesn't do it immediately, it means you're on a journey to make sure that you're ready to get it. Because it doesn't mean he's not gonna do it. No, not at all. Because if he said God's word will not return back unto him void. Talk to them. In other words, if he said it, it has to happen. Mm. Creation has no choice but to obey. When God said, let there be light, light didn't have no if, but, or maybe. Light had to be. So if God says this is what's going to happen, make sure you're in his will. You follow the will. You can't go wrong. Mm. You know, and faith, faith without works is dead. I've got a couple of things. This is one of them. Faith, faith without works is dead. And so if, if God says to you, you're going to be the best race car driver ever, mm. And you won't take no driving lessons. So what to do? God says you're going to be a bodybuilder, but you don't go to the gym. So what to I do? received that one. <laughs> faithful that works is dead. And so don't worry about how he's going to do his bit. You make sure you do your bit because he's faithful to perform. His resume, he's 100% success rate. Mm. You just make sure that you're where you need to be. So that's, that's what I would say. James Thompson, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you. This has been much. an excellent conversation. It's been great. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Conversation with H with the amazing, one of the best tenors in our youth, in, in our United Kingdom, James Thompson. Thank you guys for watching. Just stay tuned for more.